Hello, student pharmacists, and welcome to another episode of Offscript by the APHA ASP Policy Standing Committee. My name is Nicole Geist, and I am a member of your Policy Standing Committee. For those of you new to Offscript, this podcast is intended to be an informative, interview-based podcast series that encourages our listeners to think outside of the prescription pad. This series focuses on issues that our APHA ASP members determined were important to them based on the 2018 APHA ASP House of Delegates. Offscript gives us a chance to hear directly from experts so that we can learn what to do to envision and advance the future of pharmacy. In this episode, we will learn about direct and indirect remuneration fee practices by pharmacy benefit managers, a hot topic for our profession and healthcare system. Today, I am joined by Rana Hauser of the National Community Pharmacists Association, NCPA for short. Rana serves as the Vice President of Policy and Regulatory Affairs for NCPA. So thank you so much for joining us today, Rana. Well, thank you, Nicole, for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. DIR fees are often difficult to explain in simple terms. How would you describe DIR fees? I would describe DIR fees as any fees that are extracted from a pharmacy after the prescription has already left the pharmacy, so post point of sale. And what we see happening and growing rapidly is fees that are assessed months after a prescription has left the pharmacy, has been filled for the patient, and fees are clawed back from pharmacies weeks, months, even years later um, to the extent of hundreds of thousands of dollars per individual pharmacy. So when we're trying to simplify DIR fees and explain what they are at a very basic level, we call them retroactive fees or we call them fees that are uh, clawed back months after the prescription leaves the pharmacy. So where did DIR fees come from and have they changed since their introduction into the healthcare system? DIR fees, um, and to spell out exactly what DIR stands for, it's direct and indirect remuneration. It was initially a term um, coined by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS. It is related specifically to the Medicare Part D benefit. Um, It addresses price concession, so it addresses um, all kinds of monies that are exchanged within the Part D system. It's not just uh, pharmacy-related fees. Um, Drug manufacturer rebates, which are a hot topic right now in Washington, D.C., and how to best deal with those, um, rebates are already also considered DIR. So DIR is any um, amount or any um, remuneration that would ultimately impact the gross prescription drug costs of Medicare Part D plans. So anything that's not captured at the point of sale but can impact gross prescription drug costs in the Medicare Part D program are considered DIR. So what are some stories that you've heard on where DIR fees affected pharmacies and patients? Well, DIR fees, and when we are um, trying to educate policymakers and um, educate congressmen in Washington, D.C., we explain the impact uh, first and foremost, the impact that DIR fees have on patients. So DIR fees lead to inflated out-of-pocket drug costs at the pharmacy counter. Because these fees are clawed back and assessed months after a prescription has actually left the pharmacy, Um, If they would have been assessed at the point of sale, they would have lowered the patient's out-of-pocket drug spend. Um, The majority of patients' drug costs today in the Part D program are assessed as a coinsurance. 
So it's a percentage of the cost of the drug that the patient's taking. And if DIRs, DIRs were assessed up front at the point of sale and all fees were accounted for up front, uh, patients' out-of-pocket drug costs would be lower. And CMS has um, done extensive research to show the numbers that are associated with savings that patients um, could see if DIR fees were moved to the point of sale. As for pharmacies and stories we've heard about DIR fees, there's a great impact on our members, which are small business independent community pharmacists. There's a great impact on their businesses and the way that they're able to run their businesses to pay inventory costs, to pay staff, to meet payroll, to meet other obligations to run a business. Um, DIR fees have made it extremely difficult from an accounting standpoint from our members to be able to project um, you know, costs uh, into the future. When you have hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially clawed back months after prescriptions have left your pharmacy, it makes it very difficult from an accounting standpoint to run your business efficiently. So in addition to the impact on patients, we do always point out the impact on pharmacies and how it's made, it, made extremely difficult conditions um, to run a small business these days with, these, with the DIR fees. In Congress, there's currently a PBM bill that will prevent DIR fees on clean claims. How did this bill come to fruition? Um, this bill came to fruition from a lot of um, hard work um, by NCPA and other pharmacy groups that represent pharmacists across the country who are really feeling the pinch of these DIR fees. Um, a lot of advocacy efforts culminated in introduction um, the first bill to uh, deal with DIR fees was actually introduced in 2016, and every Congress since we've been able to get legislation introduced. So there's currently both in this Congress this year, there's currently both a House and Senate bill to address DIR fees. Uh, what, what the bills would do if enacted, they would prohibit any um, clawbacks or DIR fees assessed on clean claims. So once a pharmacy had submitted a claim and it had been found clean, that is, there's no impropriety on it, it's paid within the 14-day prompt pay schedule within Part D, um, there could be no fees assessed on that claim after the fact. So um, that's definitely been a, a major lobbying priority for NCPA is to see those bills um, through Congress. And we're hoping for um, some action very soon from Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to take care of our problem. We're hoping that CMS um, comes through for us and helps us with the DIR problem, but uh, Congress is absolutely always um, always a, an option and a, a, good, a good place to make sure you have, um, you have friends and you have help. So we're very fortunate to have both the House and Senate bill that are current active bills in Congress addressing DIR fees. So assuming the bill passes, how do you think it will help address some of the issues with DIR fees? If the bill passes, it would, in essence, uh, prohibit any retroactive clawback fees assessed on pharmacies. So any fees that were going to be um, assessed on pharmacies, and these are fees, again, that are negotiated in a contract between the pharmacy and the, the plan slash PBM, um, any of those fees would have to be assessed up front at point of sale. Um, that's the ultimate goal um, of the bill. Again, once the bill says once a claim is adjudicated and it's determined to be a clean claim and it should be paid within the 14-day prompt pay window, there could be no assessment of fees um, after that fact. Um, there's a proposal currently outstanding from CMS that would do something very similar. Um, it would prohibit uh, post-point-of-sale price reductions on claims, so it would prohibit DIR fees. Um, it tackles the issue from a, a little bit different perspective than the legislation, but ultimately the outcome is the same. 
that uh, retroactive DIR fees would be uh, prohibited um, from both the CMS proposed activity and also the bills if they pass Congress. So in the end, do you think that this bill will solve the issue of DIR fees completely? The bill ultimately would solve the issue of retroactive DIR fees. So it would ensure that no fees could be assessed retroactively. Everything would have to be assessed up front. Now, of course, NCPA's ultimate goal would be uh, no DIR fees at all, and that's something that we strongly advocate for. And it's something that um, is taking shape right now through, the, through this administration's activities. Um, this administration, um, Trump administration and Secretary Azar have proposed that all drug manufacturer rebates should be passed through at the point of sale to patients. Um, that's, that's very similar to uh, the DIR issue since pharmacy DIR and manufacturer rebates are all forms of DIR. Um, ultimately, we're hoping with some of these proposals that are on the table, the outcome would be um, in effect, you would not have the incentives that are currently in place today for DIR fees, and we would hope to see a lessening um, over time of these fees being assessed on pharmacies, period, whether retroactive or at the point of sale. So similar to how DIR fees are associated with becoming a problem after MAC transparency laws were passed, do you think another problem will follow after DIR fees are quote-unquote fixed? I would have to say that, um, you know, unfortunately, I, I do um, foresee other ways that PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers would be able to, um, you know, extract monies from independent community pharmacists. It's a struggle that we've long held with um, and long had with PBMs. You know, none of us can tell what the future holds. And as I, as I said earlier, there's a lot of changes being proposed right now by this administration to change the drug payment model, period. Um, for instance, you know, next week, uh, the head of all the major PBMs will sit in front of the Senate Finance Committee for a congressional hearing. Um, I believe it's the first time that to that extent that this has ever happened. So pharmacy benefit managers, there's a lot of light that's definitely been shown on them lately. Um, Congress is taking a keen interest in their activities. The administration is um, proposing to get rid of the kickbacks that exist between PBMs and manufacturers. So I see a lot of things happening in um, our space right now in the drug payment world. CMS has proposed to get rid of DIR, a retroactive DIR. Um, they propose to account for it at point of sale. So I think all these dynamics lead to a very different payment model in Part D in the upcoming years. Um, CMS has also proposed to standardize pharmacy quality measures. That's a whole other um, you know, issue that, that exists today, and most of those payments that are quote-unquote related to quality are assessed as DIR fees after the fact. So we're hoping for a different payment model. We're hoping to be paid for the true quality that we bring to the system. Um, you know, but one way or another, I think over time, PBMs do figure out a way um, to, you know, unfortunately extract funds from independent community pharmacy. But I think um, the fact that more light's being shown on them, I think at both the federal and definitely the state level, you know, hopefully we can curb that over time and uh, make it a much more fair system. So overall, what can pharmacists and student pharmacists do to help with this DIR fee issue? That's a great question, and I find that students are really impactful in the political process. Um, I've been on the Hill lobbying many times when our members will come into town 
and um, NCPA with our student chapters. We have a lot of great students who'll come into town and lobby as well. And I'm very excited because next week is our annual fly-in. So we hope to have many pharmacists, a few hundred pharmacists and students in town lobbying next week. And um, the congressmen really uh, take a liking to the students in the room. They really want to hear their opinion about how they see the future of pharmacy, why the students got into pharmacy, what they feel about their career, um, you know, opportunities, and, and it's really, it's a really great time for students to be able to come in with a group of practicing, you know, independent pharmacists and really tell their story. The congressmen are very, very interested in their side of the story. So I'd say students that are interested in community pharmacy and that are interested in independent community pharmacy specifically, um, you know, help us fight the fight with DIR fees. We definitely need a win. We need to get rid of the retroactive nature of these fees that are harming our members. And one of the easiest things you can do is go onto the Legislative Action Center of the NCPA website. We make it very easy to, uh, to take action and to write to your own congressman and senator and ask them to support the active bills and ask them to uh, support uh, independent community pharmacy. And you know, I'll add a note that um, it, it was been, you know, NCPA and independent community pharmacies that have felt the pinch uh, the soonest and the earliest and have been advocating the longest to fix the DIR fight, but we've also, you know, more recently had a lot of help from um, our partners on the chain side too. So I'd say, you know, it, it's not just an independent pharmacy fight anymore. The chain pharmacies and the specialty pharmacies really do feel the pinch and uh, feel the harm of DIR fees as well. So it's grown into an all-encompassing um, effort in D.C. to fight these fees. And definitely our friends at APHA are part of that fight too. So it's, uh, it's been nice to see um, our partnerships to fight DIR fees grow over time. The grocers are involved. Uh, that's, another, that's another group that's important to our fight. We have many patient groups on board. Probably can't name them all, but um, it's been really exciting. And I think the students can play a, a huge role in, in helping us to get a win for pharmacy. And um, I, I just love when students come to our fly-in and when they get active and when they um, are politically active and come onto our website and submit their own feedback and comments and concerns to their elected officials. It's very exciting. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Rana. I'm sure myself and all the student pharmacists in APHA ASP greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time, and I wish you the best with our DIR fees. And I, too, am hoping for some good news in the next week. Great. I hope we have some to share. And thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been nice to, to speak with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Since recording this interview with Rana, PBM executives from Express Scripts, Caremark, and Optimar Rex testified before the Senate Finance Committee. Following this hearing, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid released a final drug pricing rule, which failed to address DIR fees. In a united letter from pharmacy associations including NCPA, NACDS, NASP, and APHA to President Trump, these united pharmacy associations expressed disappointment that the final rule did not address DIR fees, despite the 45,000% increase in DIR fees since 2012. The letter calls for the immediate help and support of the administration for legislation that will reform DIR fee practices. I would again like to thank our guest, Rana Hauser, for taking the time to share her expertise with our student pharmacist. And remember to take a few moments each day to think outside the prescription pad. Mm -hmm.